Hey guys, uh, just wanted to drop back in here at the beginning of another episode, another Christmas special that we have for you today. Uh, last week at the beginning, we talked about the Merry Snicksmas drive that is going on, a fundraiser in benefit of Alexandria House in LA. Uh, of course, it's a fundraiser that was put together in honor of Naya Rivera from uh, a lot of her friends and, and family and cast members from Glee. So uh, that has been going strong. They had a goal of $50,000, which was pretty much smashed before. I think we even put that podcast up. Maybe it was like the day of. Uh, they have upped the goal to $100,000 and uh, that honestly could be smashed by the time you're getting this as well. Uh, either way, feel free to continue checking that out. I wanted to play, they put out another video uh, in the last week, in the past couple days here. Uh, this video is just a continuation of the first just some of the, uh, you know, Naya's friends uh, sharing some more memories of the Snicksmas parties. So in line with the Christmas episodes and the holidays and all this kind of stuff. So we're just going to ke uh, keep this all together here. So I'm going to play this video for you guys right now and uh, check this out if you haven't heard it yet. If you have, you know, feel free to keep on moving into today's episode. Wow. Memories from Snicksmas. Snicksmas. And with Naya Rivera. It was like my first big Hollywood party and it did not disappoint. My favorite Snicksmas memory was from uh, the Snicksmas in 2011, which I think was also the very first Snicksmas. She always looked so stunning and so beautiful and dressed to the nines at those parties. Diana and I thought it was a costume holiday party. I showed up dressed as Elf on a Shelf. Um, the resemblance was was uncanny. Um, <laughs> and we were the only people in costume. Uh, people kept ordering drinks from me because they thought I was working there. My favorite memory about Snicksmas was just walking into her home and seeing the attention to detail everywhere you looked. It was just beautiful and stunning and you could tell how much she loved this holiday. Naya always outdid herself. She would have shuttles and um, valet. I walked through Naya's house to the backyard and it was like a wedding. She could turn her entire backyard into a winter wonderland. She would have like snow and she had a pool at one point that she covered to make a dance floor that looked like a like an ice skating rink. The pool had been covered to be a dance floor. There were performers hired. Carolers singing outside as you entered. Music's playing. Champagne was always flowing and it was always such a wonderful time. And dancing. There was always so much dancing. Always a magical dance floor. She always had this big dance floor in her backyard. This elf danced his shelf off on the dance floor. And uh, I think that was the hardest I uh, ever made Nia laugh. My favorite Snicksmas memory has got to be watching Kevin in his snazzy red suit head out onto the dance floor. I was dancing on the fake ice skating rink that Nia put in her backyard. Big circle forms. I ended up in the middle. He's a legend of the dance floor. We all know that. We all love it. I was getting low. He is out there working it. My pants are always just a little too tight. Really working it, really working it. And I ripped them from front to back. He splits his pants right down the middle, big old hole in the crotch. Everybody just cheered, put their glasses in the air, and started screaming, and I just kept going. Truly one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Kevin always ripped his pants. Ah, uh, great food. Some of my Snicksmas memories are a bit foggy, a little too much uh, eggnog. One year she had this warm spike cider that I drank all night, so definitely could not tell you a specific memory from that night. 
It's fine. I do know this. Snicksmith always came with an epic dance floor, a bounty of food and drink, and just a heart full of love from Naya and her friends and family. Naya was always radiant and always sparkly, but on that night, she was just extra, extra, extra special. But the most important thing is she just had so much love in her heart for her family and her friends. She always wanted everyone around her to be having the best time because that made her the happiest. The gift of togetherness and being together as a family. It was all for the love of everyone around her. She loved being around people she loved and making people laugh and laughing with people. I just always appreciated how much care and detail that she put into these events and uh, how much she loved the holidays. It was always about giving and loving. We just feel blessed that we've had her in our lives for so many Christmases and Snixmases. She was in her ultimate element. And she'll be here this year in spirit too. Miss you, Naya. Merry Snicksmas. Love Snicksmas. Love Naya. So there's that. Uh, just a, a nice uh, video yet again to share some memories. It's really, you know, it, it sounds like it was so much fun. Uh, we wish, you know, the, these parties could continue on uh, to, to just see as much fun as uh, as they were having. Or maybe, you know, over time we'll get to see some pictures and videos that uh, maybe have not made it to the internet in the past couple of years just to, you know, kind of put a smile on everybody's face. So there's that. Yet again, the link for uh, the fundraiser will be in the description. I'm sure even after they hit that goal that they're looking for, they're going to keep accepting anything that uh, comes in for Alexandria House. So uh, that is that. Uh, and again, enjoy today's episode with uh, with Matt Gagan, myself, and Aman talking about season three's Christmas episode. Welcome to the choir room. There's always room for you if you're a fan of Glee. You're a friend of me. Well, it's week two of our Christmas episode spectacular special recap, recap, recap. Super duper excited. We are just trudging along through December. It's kind of bumming me out a little bit. I always have a bit of a, a bit of depression after Christmas ends because of all of the fanfare and then you'd have to go back to regular degular days of the year. What the hell is this? Who signed up for that? But I'm still excited to talk about the remaining Glee Christmas specials that we've got. Today is season three, episode 11, 10? I always forget the number of the episode. But uh, this is the extraordinary Merry Christmas. It's the actually the same name of the original song that's in this episode, which even if it's a Christmas song, I'm still not the biggest fan. <laughs> but of course, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Matt. How are you today? I am doing well. Very excited to be back here for this next Christmas episode. Uh, I think both of us kind of generally favored the later two Christmas episodes rather than these earlier two episodes. But now that it's the holiday season and we are, you know, revisiting them in this uh, particular style of, of watching them straight through, I'm having a good time. I'm also enjoying that I've been going along and uh, looking at the Christmas albums, probably for the first time ever to like listen to songs that weren't on the episodes, but, uh, you know, still were released at the time and i've been finding some hidden gems in there so getting into the christmas spirit with glee is going to be my new thing from now on because uh otherwise i don't know how i'm going to be able to guarantee going the rest of my life you know with this much christmas spirit every year yeah um the the christmas albums are really good 
this Christmas album is kind of interesting in that there are characters that aren't a part of the episode yet that are still, or at least part of the series yet, that are still on the Christmas album. So it's a very eclectic, like, recording. Um, but yeah, I'm, like, I... I I, I think we've talked a bit at nauseum at this point about like where we rank all of these Christmas specials, but I must say I'm being a I'm being a bit of a a fancy fencerton bitch right now because upon watching this again to prepare for this podcast, I find myself falling all in love I fall in love with this uh, season three special again. It's definitely still not my favorite, but um, I don't know if I want to put it last anymore. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what that's what we are here for to determine uh, the exact order of things as we uh, we watch along. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about the uh, the albums in a second. Of course, let's bring in our uh, our third host, co-host, uh, special guest friend here, a uh, little help, little elf helper to uh, to bring in all of the Christmas joy and cheer that he provides on a daily basis in December. Uh, Mac Agan, how's it going today? It is going all right. I am excited to be back as the Glee holiday episode expert, and I am counting down the days until this holiday season is over. All right. We're leaning into it now. That's what we like to be. <laughs> uh, I saw a tweet from you a couple of days ago about uh, Christmas trees are, are stupid. What was it? Christmas trees are- Oh, and they're really, they're really not worth it. And Not worth it. They are not. I, and I, <laughs> I mean, what- Okay, I guess, Aman, what joy are you getting out of your Christmas tree? And is it worth the hassle of getting one and putting it up and decorating it and everything? I don't know why I asked. I know you're going to say, yes, it's worth it. Of course it's worth <laughs> it. And, I, I mean, and there's, and there's, you know, there's something for everybody, I feel like. You can either have a Christmas tree that you, you know, you put um, in the basement that you bring out every year, or you can go ahead and buy yourself a fresh one every year. Um, so, like, because I can definitely understand the hassle of, Going out to get a tree, tying it to the top of the car, bringing it home, setting it up, making sure that it has like you know water at the base of it so that it doesn't dry out too early, and then then you have to do the cleanup because pieces and bits of the bark will fall off, the needles will fall off, so you got to make sure that you you vacuum. So I know that there's a hassle with that, but then you just can get a fake tree if you really wanted to. I love Christmas because it's you know it's a whole nother part of this holiday season. You go out. Or you put it up, you can throw a Christmas tree trimming party, and then you invite people over, they help decorate. I love it. It's so fun. I have never invited people over to help me decorate the tree. I would never do that to someone because I know how (laughs) terrible it is to decorate my own tree. But I I mean, yeah, uh, getting a fake tree would definitely be less of a hassle. But my mom, not only does she want a tree every year, she insists on getting a fresh tree every year. I guess that's the, the Finn Hudson in her. But so uh, a, a fresh real tree. Yes. And okay, it I would have been strange to get a fresh fake tree. A fresh fake tree. Every year. <laughs> um, and of course I refuse to go with her to get the tree because I'm not wasting my time with that. So she gets it and brings it into the living room, but I still have to like hold it and help her get it up. And then it was too tall for the ceiling. So she had to cut the top off and then she's always complaining about how it's crooked and how I need to hold it while she fixes it. And then, you know, and she likes to pretend like she's a, a good person that like doesn't, curse and swear all the time but i mean when she was trying to get this christmas tree up and trying to get the lights around it she was not having a good time and i i told her and i tell her every year i said this you're not having a good time with this i don't know why we're doing this again and then all the ornaments and everything and like like i said last week the whole living room is just all over the place now because i nothing's where it should be and so that's i don't need to go on and on about this more than i already am but that i i just feel like i 
I'm not getting anything out of the finished product once it's all done. I'm just like, oh, cool, there's a big tray in the room now. And just the the nuisance that it causes, the chaos even, is just, it's not for me. The fake tree life is the, the life for me. It always has been. Uh, it's a happy, it's up, a happy always, middle ground. Yeah, it, it's just exactly what Amon said. You know, uh, it goes in the basement or goes wherever it goes. You you pull it out a couple times. Uh, not a couple times. You pull it out once a year uh, or, or more often if you'd like to. Uh, the lights are already on. The tree is already put together. And if you need to replace it every couple of years because it you know gets ruined in the box, you do that. Uh, never had an issue with it myself. So that's maybe why I don't have anti-Christmas tree takes. But I think if I grew up with the, uh, the, the real tree in the house, the mess that that I can't even imagine might create. Uh, anything like that, then I might be hard out on Christmas trees. So uh, definitely, you know, understand where you're coming from. But it's definitely not for everyone, the real tree life. But there are definitely years where I I would like to do it. It can be messy. I would just say you have to make sure that like, I I feel like if you have hardwood floors, that's like, that's the perfect house to have a fake tree or a, a real tree in because you don't have to worry about the needles getting in the carpet or anything or in the rug or anything. But if you have carpet, yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be a little rough. So mm-hmm. I understand, I totally understand that. But I, I wanted to get a real tree this year. Um, and they're surprisingly not that expensive. Like you can get like a nice six foot or seven footer for like 35 to $40. And I always expect the trees to be like $100 at minimum. But no, like you can get them pretty, pretty cheap, especially in the city. So basically, uh, we're going to have to do a follow up podcast after Christmas is over to talk about our cleanup and uh, uh, all of the vacuuming that we do all of the putting away of the decorations, because maybe then we'll have the the reverse here where Matt will be the most excited person uh, on the Christmas panel and the rest of us will be like, yeah, Christmas is over. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. (laughs) Um, uh, we were talking about, uh, as, as even goes along with that, uh, updating everybody on our Christmas journey as we go on here. So Aman, what are you up to, uh, buying Christmas presents these days? Are you, are you done? Are you starting shopping yet? Are you, uh, what's going on? So I've officially done all the decorating. Everything is done now. The tree is up. The ornaments are up. The lights are up. Um, I have my stockings put up for my roommates. Um, I there's a possibility that I could be spending Christmas with my twin and her fiance. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Um, but I'm kind of like, I'm kind of chilling right now. It's kind of like the calm before the storm. I haven't done any shopping yet. I guess I really should get on that before it, you know, shit hits the fan. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've kind of been after, after decorating, I've kind of just been chilling. I've watched a couple more movies right now. I'm like trying to plan like other events with my roommates, like some more, Christmas movies. I might even like have like a bit of like a like a I'm like a little dinner or something where I prepare something special for the holidays before beforehand. So yeah, I'm kind of just I'm I'm chilling. I'm taking it slow. It's a nice slow burn this holiday. And Matt, I don't think we touched on this last week for you, but uh, did you have any interest in telling the listeners the stories of the dollar store gifts? <laughs> That I, uh, as as far as I've known you, as uh, as far as we've been friends, is uh, how I knew you would spend your Christmases. Yes. Um, every year there was, uh, there's a few people in my family who I need to get uh, Christmas gifts for. And so uh, at, at a certain point, obviously, you know, my mom would stop giving me money to buy Christmas presents and I would have to use my own money. And, you know, I... Didn't have a lot of money in high school, had even less money in college because I didn't have a job while I was at school. So by the time we were at in December, my funds were very low. So 
uh, because my mom wouldn't help me out and give me any money, which, you know, I don't blame her. I need to, I, I, if I'm getting people gifts, I guess I need to use my own funds. But since I didn't have met money funds, I had to do all of my Christmas shopping at the Dollar Tree and everyone would get gifts that were $1. I mean, sometimes I would splurge a little and get the multiple gifts. So you could, if there were like, you know, three or four things that someone would like, you could get, you know, $4 of stuff. And then once I got better at uh, saving money, I splurged a little in my later years in college and started going to Five Below to buy Christmas gifts for people. And uh, yeah, that that was generally how that worked. That's After college, though, once I had a job and income, I, I guess I, I assumed that probably that wouldn't cut it anymore for most people. Um, so I, I started having to uh, make, make some online purchases and get like actual gifts for people. So that's that's what I do now. But it, it was a fun it was, it was Fun trips to the Dollar Tree back back in my high school and college years. Have you done your shopping yet for this year? Um, there are four people in my family who I need to get a gift for, and I at least know what they want at this point. So that is a big first step, and probably this weekend I will start uh, placing some some orders online, maybe. Being asked like what I wanted for Christmas this year, I wasn't sure because uh, my, my mom's currently in Florida. My brother and I are still in New York right now. Uh, my dad's here as well. Um, parents split though. So not that that's like a full equation there or whatever. Um, so my brother and I were talking about like maybe not doing any Christmas gifts with my mom either. And like just going down to Florida at some point to visit her. We haven't been down there since she's been down there for like six months now. So maybe just kind of like doing that for Christmas. Um, and you know, I don't know if that's happening, we'll still see. Uh, but as far as like my dad goes, he was like asking what I want. I have no idea. I'm like, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, I don't have any idea what to tell you. I don't need clothes. I don't need this, whatever. I don't, I don't go anywhere. So I think I'm ultimately going to land on asking for gift cards, which is like the most boring Christmas gift ever. But I feel like it'll be a nice change of pace, like to get like five or six different gift cards, whatever, you know, he throws on them, uh, be able to like go to this store, that store, whether it's something for food, whatever, and just, I don't know, spend it, spend uh, my gifts in a different way. So I think I'm going to try that. I haven't locked it in yet, but I feel like that's my move. I also don't know what to tell my mom when she keeps asking me what I want for Christmas. So I don't, I just keep saying, uh, I don't know yet. So I I don't know what's going to happen there. And also I find it a, a... I uh, not a very fun process to find out what other people want. So that's, that, that's where, that's where I'm at. Yeah. It, it usually ends up going along the lines of like, all right, it's like deeper into December than it should be. Let me just send a text. All right. Uh, if you want anything specific for Christmas, you got to let me know. Uh, otherwise I'm just going to end up buying something random that you might not even want. And yeah. then you get that ball rolling and then you just kind of see how it goes from there. Uh, I mean, it's hard, it's hard. We haven't gotten into the episode yet, but I kind of prefer the Rachel method. Just give me a list and tell me how many things you want off the list, and then it's it's that easy. I'll go from there. Wow. See, I <laughs> we will get into the episode. Talk about <laughs> Rachel. Uh, that is not <laughs> the method that I prefer, or maybe maybe that maybe that's the method isn't terrible, but the delivery of it. Yes, is I'm awkward. not. I'm not saying that, uh, that Rachel tragic deserves from, a gold star uh, for this episode. <laughs> Yeah, from Rachel Berry there. Uh, before we get into this episode itself, though, I did want to touch back on the last week's episode. Uh, I was thinking about something. I was like, oh, wow, you know, I, we've done all of these song rankings on all the character studies. I was like, I could definitely pull together all of the song rankings for the individual episode. Uh, we already talked about our favorites and our least favorites, but I could tell you the uh, overall rankings if this was some kind of Christmas season two character study. I'm not going to play them all because that would take forever. But uh, to go back through the list, uh, Matt, the lowest ranked song in the same format that we always do it with the audience combined with uh, a modernized rankings is the same one that we picked. All right. We are the smartest. 
We are the uh, the voice of the people, as right. other podcasters might call themselves. Um, sorry, Aman, but what was your pick? Uh, you said, did you say the most wonderful day of the year? Yep. That was number I two did. from the bottom. So, well, I agree. Wasn't far off, but I still feel like you're a mean one. Mr. Sue the Grinch is a lot more iconic than that one. I mean, it's an iconic song, but I don't know about an iconically performance or anything. But ni- neither of them are iconically performances. So I don't know. It just, I guess, maybe came down to like uh, the fact that Will sang alongside uh, c- Canadian lesbian icon Katie Lang rather than with Sue herself. I don't know. Um, so those two were at the Bobby bottom. You learned your lesson. Yes. Uh, next up from the bottom at the, uh, there, there were seven songs in the episode last week. Number five was Merry Christmas, Darling, Rachel's cover. Uh, number four was The New Directions singing Welcome Christmas at the end. Number three is Mercedes with We Need a Little Christmas and The New Directions towards the beginning when they go uh, caroling. So I guess uh, the audience and us seemed to, to like that more than the teacher who threw the shoe at them. Uh, number two, Baby It's Cold Outside, Curtin Blaine. And number one, Last Christmas, Finn and Rachel. Wow. Curtin Blaine were robbed. Loves, everybody loves Wham. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, both of them were uh, obviously great covers. Actually, uh, looking at it, it does seem like the audience actually had Baby It's Cold Outside as their number one. So, ah, so I am the true voice of the people. You are the true voice of the people. Yes. Um, Aman and I had Last Christmas rated higher and that kind of gave it a little bit of a boost to go to number one there. But yeah, so the audience had that there. And uh, that's my look back on the first episode. Um, I also wanted to talk about, I think I messaged both of you guys like soon after I listened to the album from that episode. There were some songs on that album that I was like, how the hell did they not put this in the episode? Uh, In particular, there's uh, Deck the Rooftop, which doesn't even show me what the original artist was. So I have no idea where this song comes from, but uh, that was a very fun cover. If you haven't listened to this album, the first ever Glee Christmas music album, Deck the Rooftop, highly recommend. Who sings it? I have no idea. I can open up the page, but like on the track listing for it on the wiki page, it doesn't even have an original artist. Let's see if I can find it. Um, It is by John Perry Dahl. I guess it's just a Christmas carol. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just a standard. Yeah. it's a, Oh, it's a mashup of Deck the Halls and Up on the Rooftop. That makes sense. <laughs> well, it de- depending on which character sings it, that's probably why that's a reasoning as to why it doesn't end up in the episode. I'm going to sound like such an idiot that I didn't realize that, but usually when the Glee does a mashup, uh, well, a mashup, it would be a Deck mash- the Halls slash yeah. Up on the Rooftop. Right. Well, it's all but coming together now. Wow. All right. Um, we're going to just all collectively forget about that. But uh, it was fun. It was really good. So go check that out. And also uh, they had God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen on there, which was done by Amber Riley, Diana Agron, Jenna Ushkowitz, Leah Michelle, and Naya Rivera. And all of them sounded really, really great on that. Yeah, like, I like all that five of them were just incredible on there. So don't know why that didn't make it into the episode in some way, shape, or form, but you got to go check it out on the album if it's something that you're interested in. So it was good. It was definitely good. Um, but that's that. So I guess we should talk about this week's episode. Probably. I guess so. Um, let's let's, let's get into it. This was, uh, Amon, if you remember, Matthew Morrison's directorial debut. Oh, yeah, it was. And he's barely in the episode. So he mm-hmm. really uh, took, took this seriously when it's a try and fulfill only one role this time around. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was 
So, okay. So start, start off here, Aman, talking about how uh, you said that this one might not be your least favorite episode. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely more, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like the, it, it, Glee is more established now at this point, right? Like season three, I think is probably where a lot of the characters really begin to dive deep in to who they are as people like we get a lot of setup in season one season two it really sinks its teeth in into into what the show is going to be and then season three is kind of where everything begins to culminate and so i think that that's sort of reflected in the in this special as well as, as well whereas like this is like this is a christmas special you know what i mean like this is glee at its peak all of the main characters are still here um and we are delivering you uh an un you know, an unbridled Christmas special. And so I sort of felt that energy, especially with choosing Mariah Carey as the opening number. You got all this decorating going on and everyone's there. And it's just, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's, it's a really strong performance to open it with. The storytelling, the, like the story that gets told throughout the episode is a bit wonky. Like it's like, okay, so they're on TV and they say no to homeless kids. It's like, that's kind of screwy. But um I, I still think that this is, I don't, it's still not my favorite. Season four is probably still going to be my favorite, but um, maybe I was being a little too harsh when I was saying this is the worst. I don't know if it's the worst anymore. <laughs> Matt, do you have any like strong memories of the first time around watching this one? Yeah. So I remember really liking this episode the first time I watched it. So I was excited to get back into this one. Um, and I still enjoyed watching it this time around, but I actually came, uh, came down on it. Like not, I'm, not as high on it as after my rewatch. I uh, I feel like I was only remembering the uh, the Christmas special within the episode that I mm-hmm. liked so much, and so that was still fun to watch. But um, the rest of the episode is a little bit of a mess. There's some stuff that I like and some other stuff, but you know we'll get into that. But yeah, so I uh, I li- I liked it, but not as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah, I feel like that definitely makes sense. It's like you remember the like the they went for something here, right? They went for like a whole like show within a show, uh, doing the black and white uh, Christmas special that they were doing for a television network. Uh, already got to, gets to directed, and you have all the kids, not all the kids uh, that that are going to come in and put on this whole show uh, inside of you know a show show within the show here. Uh, but you also have like this other storyline going on of what's uh, happening with Sue as she's trying to potentially help some. Uh, some homeless kids in the wake of, you know, spending Christmas alone for the first time in a while. And you also have uh, the Sam and Rory stuff, which kind of Quinn's going to join in at the end uh, and, and how Rory is spending his first Christmas away from his family. Sam is going to kind of bring him in a little bit. So there's some stuff to kind of sink your teeth in here. Uh, but like you said, like, I think everybody, the, the main thing that you think of is the actual, like the kids on the Christmas special itself. Um, I don't know that I came away from this feeling like I was any higher on it than I was the first time. To me, I just like, I know that this is kind of like a separate episode from the rest of the show and they still try to put in some bits and pieces of, you know, main storyline into these episodes. Um, But I don't know. I just kind of felt like it wasn't, um, it's, it still just wasn't my favorite. Like they, I wish that they had spent more time on what was happening with Sue or what was happening with uh, Rory and less time on Rachel, you know, begging Finn for Christmas gifts. Yeah, it is. It is sort of like bookended the whole Sue storyline, right? Like she comes in in the beginning, she asks him to ask the Glee Club to be a part of this. 
they say no, then it's a Christmas special, then they come in last minute to save the day. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I wanted to see, yeah, I agree. I, I wanted to see a little bit more of that progression. I kind of wanted Sue to sort of, I mean, I know that it's kind of weird because Sue was supposed to be sort of having a come to Jesus moment, quite literally, because, you know, she's lost her sister. This is her first Christmas without her. She's having a moment where she feels like she wants to be kind. Um, but the the Glee kids walking out on her, I feel like that would just enrage her to the point where she might try and sabotage the Christmas special. And maybe it's another Sue versus the Glee Club episode. But yeah, more Sue is always better. And I felt the same way about Quinn as well. Like, I mean, we're going to see that Quinn becomes conflicted about what to do and obviously decides not to attend the, the Christmas special with the rest of the kids. But it doesn't really get talked about until the very end. And I liked the whole dynamic between Sam and Rory. I wish that there had been more of that. I almost wish that there was more... I wish there was more of that before this episode because then it would be a lot more impactful because it's kind of hard to um, squeeze this new friendship that's, um, you know, that's coming between the two of them in just this one standalone episode. So if we had more of Sam trying to be like a bit of a sponsor or a mentor to to Rory outside of the whole Finn and Rory dynamic, then maybe this would be a little bit more uh, meaningful, but it's it kind of does fall flat. Yeah. Yeah, and the first... Oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, because the the special within the episode takes up so much time, like, they really don't have any time to do, like, any fully baked storylines, so it, instead of just, like, concentrating on one thing, they did, like, three storylines that were all, like, half-baked, and all of them kind of left you wanting more, and then Sue's, like, acting out of character because she doesn't have time to go on a rampage, so I kind of wish they, they kind of just, like, scrapped all of them, or just, like, focused on one story, and just kind of made, like, the special, like, even longer, so that like there was right. more, like because that's that's the stuff that I really liked. So that there was more of that. So if that takes up like thirty minutes instead of fifteen, and then there's like one storyline that bookends it on either end that you can actually like put time into and have a satisfying like beginning, middle, and conclusion. I think that would have made for a better episode overall. Yeah, and trying to like analyze the details of like the writers' room and all that kind of stuff, like what might have been going on at the time, or, or the you know with with Ryan Murphy, uh, Falchuk, Brendan, whatever. Uh, I wonder if like they just kind of turned over control of these Christmas episodes to like. I mean, the fact that Matthew Morrison directs this episode kind of tells me exactly what I'm trying to get at. Like, uh, they put so much effort into like everything happening in every other episode in this season. The Christmas episode is such low stakes. Like, you're going to watch it if you're going to watch it. If you're not, you're going to skip ahead to whenever Glee is back. Then you're going to do that as well. So there's there's not really any kind of like stakes for for this to be like an outstanding episode that's going to keep this show running. It's like, oh, Glee's doing Christmas. That's cool. But then as they get to like season four and five, uh, I. I think they put in a lot more effort and that's why those episodes are probably seen as a little bit better. Yeah. It, fe- it feels like with these, it feels like it's like the last day of school before like Christmas break and all the teachers just kind of take the day off and it's just like a Christmas yeah. party and anything goes. That's pretty much what's going on here. Yeah. And I like, and I think I said something similar to, to you, Matt, the first time uh, we talked about the episode that like, if they had, if they were going to do the Christmas special, then yeah, make it, like the focal point of the entire episode and then Mm -hmm. give us give us some behind the scenes drama with the christmas special like rachel's you know up to her usual shenanigans mercedes is not down for it santana is also like no fuck this we didn't you know leave the glee club to become the trouble tones and then come back to the glee club only for you to start doing this shit again like and then i thought that would have been hilarious in true to glee's form you know yeah uh we're gonna start this episode off with uh mercedes opening up with uh, all I want for Christmas is you and Amon, what are your thoughts on this one? Are you, uh, 
okay with the not okay with i, I think we're probably all okay with uh, this cover she did a great job in my opinion but uh i don't know what, what were your thoughts on the uh, amber riley cover of the mariah carey classic absolutely amazing fantastic never been done before shit on it eat it up regurgitated it. it's beautiful it's amazing <laughs> i love it um nothing is going to be able to replace mariah carey right that song is just she has created the premier modern christmas classic of the 21st century that just it just is what it is but this is quite uh, a good cover because it's amber riley and she's talented to sell and perfect song choice to open up the episode definitely not an inconsequential song like the last time <laughs> yeah definitely a lot better uh start here to get us into like the christmas spirit i mean uh i still thought the last one was cute but it was like an unknown song none of us uh, really picked up on where it came from or anything. I think we all were like, yeah, we've heard the song Glee. Uh, but then this one is obviously the uh, the Christmas song of, you know, since it's uh, since its creation. And uh, yeah, so they're all decorating the tree in the choir room. I guess they're hoping that Sue isn't going to come by and chop it down this year because they, you know, go all out with these decorations. Uh, we get some Sam Sadie's cuteness in there. Uh, Rachel and Finn are in a much better place this year than they were last year. Uh, they share a kiss and uh, Rachel declares this is going to be the best Christmas ever. So uh, certainly is what she's hoping for because Matt, as you talked about, uh, Rachel is going to come to Finn with a entire list of, uh, what Finn initially thinks it's a list of things that we did wrong this week, which is apparently a list that the two of them had had before and maybe have been trying to phase out of their relationship. But no, it's in fact a Christmas list that Rachel has 15 things on there. Finn, you can pick out five of them and, uh, that's what you'll get me for Christmas. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like you said, the uh, presentation probably isn't ideal or the, the delivery, but I, so I wish if I needed to give a Christmas gift to someone, they did just come to me with a list and said, you know, pick it, maybe not five things, but pick out one or two of these things to give to me. I think that, you know, takes a lot of the stress away from having to wonder what they want, which is, uh, you know, at least half of the, of the trouble in buying people gifts. But, uh, yeah, Rachel, we're going to be seeing a lot of Rachel being really into the fact that she wants a lot of things for Christmas. Let's talk about how the fact that Rachel's Jewish. Yeah, that that kind of doesn't even really come up. She is just a, a Jewish girl that is really into Christmas and wants a lot of things for it. We know Finn loves Christmas. We talked about that plenty in the last Christmas episode. That's like it's his holiday and she was kind of, kind of uh, using that. In, in a manipulative kind of way to, you know, get his, uh, win his affection back over last time around, but it's Christmas time. That's a great time of the year for Finn. And, uh, she's really trying to, uh, you know, pull out the, the gifts and this is what, we're, this is what's going to make this, you know, the best Christmas for us. Uh, Finn though, obviously is uh, a little shaken up by this as she walks away. He's like, wow, I'm dating Kim Kardashian. Cool. Uh, so that is happening there. Um, a little bit later on, um, we're going to see Finn in the choir room is, uh, you know, uh, introducing Rory to the group, not introducing him, but like uh, presenting him. Uh, Rory's going to get up in front of the classroom. They're all still just in a, in a great Christmas spirit here. So Rory's going to get up there uh, and just keep the great mood going with all of these Glee kids with a uh, lively performance of Blue Christmas. I did not figure out who the fuck he was talking about at first. And then I felt so stupid because he was like, I'd like to dedicate this song to my family and to the king. <laughs> And Kurt is like, Jesus? And I was like, yeah, who the hell is he talking about? And then I realized it's fucking Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah, I kind of realized that as soon as he started singing an Elvis song. I forget that he gets called the king of rock and roll sometimes. I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? 
<laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you finally you finally realized at some point. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Santana here. Uh, she talks about how this song at the end of it, like you see everybody the whole time is enjoying it, except for Santana is like singing along, is kind of like smiling up at Rory. Uh, you know, this very nice new boy that is here in our Glee Club, uh, you know, fresh face this year. And Santana's like, this is depressing as fuck. Like, I do not want to sit here and listen to him finish the song, but she does. Yes, I I also agree with Santana. Uh, I mean, th- we started the episode off with a bang. Unlike last year, where they're picking songs that no one has ever heard of, Glee is now opening this episode with one of the best Christmas song of all time and one of the best songs of all time in All I Want for Christmas with You. I know I say that I hate Christmas music, but I have always said that this song is one of two exceptions, and Mariah Carey is one of two people that can sing Christmas music because she invented this song, and it's a it's a great, it's a great song for any time of the year. So this 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 is one of one of two Christmas songs that I will make an exception for. All I want for Christmas, great song. Just had to get that out of the way. But back to the depressingness that is Rory's rendition of Blue Christmas. This just completely takes all the all the positives that we were feeling and just brings it down into. I mean, I, it, it was like like Santana said, it was depressing. It was also boring. It, it put me to sleep halfway through, and I, I just really brings the mood down to the episode. He was sad. Okay, yeah. Get to sing to cheer himself up. Some people like listening to sad music when they're sad. Listen, there's a, there's a way to make sad music interesting, but this was not it. <laughs> Look, Rory's got like four songs in the show, and they're all like this. They're all back <laughs> him uh, slowly singing to the rest of the glee club, and uh, them looking at him like, okay, um, this this guy's in his feelings and uh just i think they'd all rather hear him talk than sing because he's uh a lot of fun to have a conversation with but yeah he's uh he's not in the uh i guess the happiest song spirit uh but the rest of them are trying to like you know keep themselves all with high spirits uh as mom mentioned earlier the the glee club is back together the trouble tones have rejoined uh with the new directions they're all back together uh tina points out that kurt wasn't even here last year he was at dalton and now he's here blaine's here we've got a whole big group we're all excited and uh this is uh, also where Tina's going to point out uh, where uh, Artie's legs, the, the magic legs broke the next yes. day after he got them last year. So glad we could clear all that up. Yes, we did get, uh, we did all... get the resolution that I was wondering about last week. Yes. We're all Coach very... Beast should have beat his ass. <laughs> you think it was his fault? I mean, who, who else's fault would it be? I mean, I guess it could have been Brittany's fault. <laughs> A faulty, faulty rewalk. Yeah, they kind of bad. Yeah. No, that shit is too expensive for that stuff to be that faulty for one day's worth of usage. It was probably Brittany, if we're being completely honest. She probably put them on herself. That could. I was going to say, Artie probably just got carried away. Like he said, he can't use it all the time, but I'm guessing that he tried to just use it all the time. One 24 hour period. He was just walking all over the place, walking upstairs, downstairs, and then. It just gave out after a day. Yeah, Brittany. Uh, I don't know. So Lord Tubbington was involved somehow, and <laughs> they are uh, they are no longer useful. But uh, Will, Mister Shoe's going to walk in and uh, keep. They're all in great spirits, and he's going to deliver even more good news to them. He got off the phone with the local station manager. Christmas special uh, that they had going was canceled, and that uh, the guy that runs it all was actually at their sectionals. He saw how good they are. He also saw the West Side Story performance, so he saw how good Artie is uh, with his directing abilities. So he wants the new directions to take care uh, or to to be the stars of this christmas special that they're going to replace on their network he wants Artie to be the guy up in front Artie's not down for it he's uh he apparently told himself that he would never sell out and do television uh young Artie abrams here the junior in high school said that he would never ever sell out and do television in his career so uh he's not really sure what to do uh mr shu is very confused he's like i 
fully expected to walk in and everybody would be very excited, Artie especially, but Artie's not the most excited, so what are you going to do? Um, but we're going to go over to the hallway, and uh, this is the Sam and Rory uh, first scene here that Aman, you were saying we would have loved to see more, but Sam is really going to try to be there for Rory, invite him over for Christmas and, you know, comfort him, especially because Brittany's family is apparently like going away on vacation and did not invite him. Which feels like a breach of contract. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you're not allowed to leave your foster student uh, alone. That's the whole point of fostering someone is that you are fostering them, but that's fine. Um, but good for Sam. This is great. I mean, of course he knows exactly what not exactly what Rory's going through, but, you know, something similar because he was away from his family. and Well, he is away from his family. I think he's... But who is he staying with? Was that ever established? Is he with Finn? He's with Finn, uh, right? He's, he's with Brittany. No. no Sam. Uh, Sam. Oh. Yeah. I think he's with Finn. That's a good question. <laughs> I was like, no, Rory's definitely with Brittany. That's, like, the whole thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's with with uh, with Finn because when, he go, when they go to get him from his parents in Kentucky, he's like, yeah, he can stay with me and my parents or something like that. So I'm, I'm sure he's with Finn. Yeah, so he knows what it's like to be away from home and to be away from your family. And yeah, like, you know, I think this is the, it's a really kind gesture. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I would have rather gone to Santa Fe, but <laughs> you know, I guess screwed the, the Pierces. <laughs> Christmas would be a lot of fun if we had like a foreign exchange student, you know, living with me or, you know, whether it was back in high school when you more likely would have had that situation arise uh, or now. I feel like uh, that'd be a lot of fun to like see Christmas through the eyes of somebody who has never been in America for it. I don't know. Maybe that would enhance the experience for you, Matt. I, th- I think, I I mean, listen, it's hard to get worse than it already is right now, but I, I, I do think that would be, I think they'd be an, an exciting experience for, for a year for that to happen. And, you know, I also like this Sam and Rory friendship in this episode. It, it doesn't exist before this episode and I'm willing to bet it probably like doesn't even exist after this episode. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, <laughs> much like Rachel and Tina's great friendship in props. It's just a it's a one episode thing. They just are best friends in this episode, and then never again. But in this episode, it's nice. It's very nice of Sam to make the offer to uh, you know go on a road trip with him to to visit Sam's family. I think that's where he's going, right? To spend Christmas with his family. Yeah, he's just uh, yeah, pretty much. The two of them are gonna spend Christmas together. Rory's very excited. He's like, that would be awesome. I would love to. Like. Didn't expect to even have uh, anything going on that day at all since Brittany's family is uh, leaving me behind. Artie in the, uh, on the other side of the school is uh, actually talking to the news station guy who's coming down. He's very happy that uh, the, the news station guy is so all in on this plan that Artie is going to be the director and tell him that he has two demands for this special in order for it to be uh, t- to happen. Uh, Star Wars, apparently. Artie's a big Star Wars guy. He's talking about how they need to have Chewbacca there. They need Star Wars. And also, they need the entire special to be black and white, just like the Judy Garland Christmas special. And the guy's like, all right, you do whatever you want to do. Star Wars, black and white. Uh, just make sure it's like under $800 and Artie is down for the plan now. So uh, I have no idea what made him change his mind so fast. I guess it was just these demands, but I don't know. He's down now, so... I mean, he did one damn high school musical and he's talking about not being a sellout. And then like a mere like two years later, you're in school in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Academy for TV and film. Okay. Okay, my guy. Artie is is very smug for someone who has done one production saying how he'll never sell out and do TV. But uh, I I support these demands from Artie. I think he made some good decisions here. I like the Star Wars holiday special shout out. Although... It's his first demand, and then there's really not a ton of Star Wars in in, in the uh, final production when we see it. Well, there was no way you're going to be able to produce that for under $800 if you had to get the licensing from Lucasfilm. And now <laughs> yeah. at this point. 
yeah, but I, I like I like the shout out and I like his I like his demands. His head were his head was in the right place at this point. I've never seen the Star Wars Christmas special before. I, really I have it. not I've not seen it either, but I have heard of its legend. Like I've heard people talk about it, I've heard people discuss it on like podcasts, and it really just sounds like one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. Ahmad, can you tell me what's going on with the Disney Star Wars that all this stuff that just got announced? Like there's like 17 new movies or something? Okay, gladly. All right. So <laughs> Star Wars is now becoming a bit like the MCU in that they are really expanding the universe. Now, here's the thing. Star Wars has always had an expansive universe, right? But with the Disneyfication of Star Wars, everything has kind of changed. So what we've we've had what was known as Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which is what most people think of when they think of Star Wars. Star Wars episodes one through now nine, right? That's the Skywalker saga. Now that that is over, we are moving on to other parts of the galaxy, other characters that are loosely involved or some that are not involved at all. We're even having some things that are shifting in time. So we might be going back to the Old Republic or springing forward into the New Republic. And what's coming now on Disney Plus is everything that is now going to be considered the new Star Wars Disney canon, right? So it's going to be a bunch of stuff that happens alongside the Skywalker saga, some things that happened before, some things that happened way, way afterwards. The Mandalorian is the first thing that happened last year. That's going to be renewed for a third season. We're getting a live-action Ahsoka Tano season. She was one of the uh, animated characters in The Clone Wars that was on Cartoon Network. We're just getting a bunch of stuff okay i think it's like what five star wars oh we're also getting an obi-wan kenobi fucking series so ewan mcgregor is coming back and i am so happy for him because that guy loves to be obi-wan kenobi he is one of the best characters in the entire franchise and he's getting his own fucking series hayden christensen my guy is going to be returning as anakin slash darth vader yes. it's be such a fucking good time and this is all happening over the next five years and i can't wait to soak it all up I like, I'm like, I, 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 this is like, if you are a Star Wars fan, you are literally living in heaven right now because we have been wanting some good Star Wars for a while now. And the sequel series has been a bit of a, a bit of a letdown for a few of us. Some of us have been able to find the last Jedi is a great film. Right. So some of us have been able to find the silver lining in, in the sequel trilogy. But I think by and large, a lot of us were kind of left for wanting. So I think that Disney is really doing their best with, um, using uh, the storytelling of John Favreau and Dave Filoni, um, who are you know they 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 those are the ones that have talked to George Lucas. Those are the ones that know what his vision is. Those are the ones that know how to fucking tell stories. And those are the people that are kind of going to be in charge of a lot of what's coming in the future. So that is why Star Wars is uh, the the Star Wars community has been like popping off for the past couple of days because. Disney has just been giving us exactly what we want, and I just I I cannot wait. So I was resonating full heartedly with what uh, Artie had gone on and saying the Christmas special <laughs> Star Wars because obviously, like Artie Artie Abrams would be losing his shit right now. Yeah, before like, you started this uh, soliloquy, I was going to ask you if you were excited about this news, but I think it's very <laughs> clear that you are, and you you even got me excited. I mean. Obi-Wan and Anakin, are you kidding me? Those are my guys. So I'm I'm very I'm I'm pumped now. I know. It's like uh it's like all the people that have shit on the on the on the uh on the uh, prequel series, I'm like, okay, but you're gonna be watching Obi-Wan Kenobi though. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Me too. I cannot wait. I'm <laughs> so excited. This is gonna be awesome. I am just so pumped. I can tell. You know, you don't have to you don't have to do that, man. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm 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 real serious. I I mean it. I, Matt, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Um, Princess Leia. Okay. We Good answer. A bit out of his ass. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Wait, quick sidebar. Uh, Matt, are you? We're, we're are in you, a sidebar um, already. 
do you do you do you sidebar sidebar are you a gamer as well have you played jedi fallen order me no i'm not into like video games or anything at all okay well never mind then that's fine yes yeah, sorry but i i've always i've always liked the star wars movies all right well at least uh <laughs> if nothing else at least amon got to get that off his chest <laughs> i'm glad he did um amon do you want to uh do you want to continue giving like a preview for star wars or do you want to uh <laughs> this episode I, I i'm not mad if you want to uh take it in a different direction no i was i was semi-joking last night when we were playing among us i was like i might have to start a reaction channel because this is this is gonna be crazy and i might i might actually do it now but um no i i've, I've gotten my star wars out of here let's return to glee um, All right. What do you what do you think of uh, Rachel's Rachel's going to be up next here with a performance of River? Uh, any thoughts like comparing this one to the last time she performed in front of this entire exact same set last year, season two? She did uh, "Merry Christmas, Darling." Um, I don't understand why she was well. She wasn't really given Artie or Artie Rory that hard of a time, um, but she did kind of like agree with Santana in that like maybe we should be focusing more on like the the pageant and the more uplifting aspect of the season and then you get up here and sing Joni, Joni Mitchell's River like 100% hypocritic ass shit is that this is the first time that uh, this song has been covered on a Ryan Murphy show Ben Platt also covered this song on The Politician and I tend to like his cover a little bit better than uh, Leah Michelle's No Tea No Shade but it's still a, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice song it's a nice song yeah, okay. I mean, I didn't, I did not even know this was a Christmas song, but since it's in the episode, I am forced to believe that it is. Know I guess it is. I feel like yeah, I didn't really hear her singing much hear. about like I'm not familiar with the song, but I didn't hear any lyrics about Christmas or anything. But I just figured, all right, well, if it's in the episode, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's not <laughs> right now, but I'm pretty. I don't think it's even. It's not even saying like in a con, in a Christmas context. Um, on in the politicians, so I feel like it's just because of the fact. Oh wait, no. It's considered a Christmas song. Oh, what a twist. All right. It well, is a Christmas folk song by Joni Mitchell from her 1971 album, Blue. Well, there you have it. And uh, yeah, so Rory Rory brought the mood down, and now we're just going to stay down at this level for uh, for a little while longer. Yeah, and Artie wants nothing to do with it. He, uh, he <laughs> After the uh, performance, uh, not, not a ton of applause there. Uh, Artie is like going to pull her aside and pretty much say, this song makes me want to kill myself. Uh, this is slow and sad, just like Rory's was. Uh, the Christmas special, he's going to like tell them all their, his vision of it. It's plain. I love how and- she has the exact same props as the last time when she sang Merry Christmas, Darling. That's she what was, I said. Yeah, Come on back. <laughs> what I'm saying she she had these wherever she stores these um, probably in a very similar space next to like Sue's Hurt Locker but Rachel walks past that every day and has no idea what, what lies inside of uh, Sue's Hurt Locker it's Rachel's uh, storage locker um, yeah so Artie's not down with it he's telling them all about this vision for Curtin Blaine's home that they invite everybody in which is of course what we're going to get into once uh, we get over to that uh, he's also talking about you know uh, uh, Rory's going to be the uh, the house elf who recites Frosty the Snowman uh, but this is going to cause uh, drama unexpectedly for us as the audience that Frosty the Snowman could incite such uh, such a war within the Glee Club uh, Artie, uh, Sam's like well Frosty is sad he melts and dies I don't know why we would include that if you're trying to steer away from sadness and Artie's like well in my version Frosty does not melt and Sam's like okay but what's wrong with having like sad stuff in Christmas like that's what is part of the Christmas experience it's like what makes you remember what's important to which I'm going to uh, I understand what he's saying 
But if we're trying to keep like merry, happy, joy part of Christmas and like all keep us like into it, like I can't deal with the sad stuff. I'm not here for that. I'm not watching the sad Christmas movies. Uh, no, thank you. So that's just my two cents on it. Um, I'm not going to watch either, but someone, someone's got to stand up for the sad parts of Christmas. So I'm, ha- I'm happy Sam did. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, uh, Artie's like, the, the vision is Merry Christmas, not Morose Christmas. I'm like, oh, burn. Um, but Sam is not interested. He's going to go head out and uh, go on his own journey. He's trying to get Rory to come with him. Rory's not going to, though. He's like, yeah, I, I probably should stay here, memorize my part for the uh, special because it's, Which, you know, he's house elf in it. Fine. Like, you don't have to be, like, just because you agreed to be, you like offered to be his Christmas sponsor does not mean that he has to follow you around the entire holiday season. You invited him over for Christmas for, the, for Christmas, so he'll be over your house for Christmas. But until then, he'll be rehearsing. <laughs> like, I don't even know why he was so butthurt about that. Yeah, but they're best friends, so this is an ultimate betrayal. <laughs> They are their friendship goes way back, and this is just like you just assume that if oh, Sam's gonna yeah. take a position, then Rory's gonna follow along because of the, the vast history that? of their friendship. So this is really seen as a betrayal. Oh mm-hmm. my god, just, you're so right. I completely forgot. Yeah. When well, we get to the Sam uh, character study, I don't know how we're <laughs> going to. Uh, I don't know how we're going to how we're going to fit all of the Rory and Sam content into. Yeah, one so yeah, you should probably break it up into two parts: one just focusing on the Sam and Rory aspect, and then you could like break it up in the other part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's it, there's going to be a lot to talk about there. So we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, so that's the drama that's happening there. Uh, drama happening elsewhere because it's Christmas time and Rachel is being Rachel still. Uh, Aman, Rachel is going to receive her first present from Finn. <laughs> okay, it usually comes in a box. Okay, where's my bling? <laughs> She's so fucking annoying. She is like the most perniciously... <laughs> this is my this is my favorite christmas tradition of rachel just being a horrible person do you think it's intentional that this happens every christmas that like around this season of you know where you're supposed to be grateful for all of this stuff rachel actively becomes 10 times worse i don't know if it's intentional but it's definitely a pattern and we, we've been tracking uh the manipulativeness if that's a word of rachel throughout these last couple of episodes and now we've just gone so like She's not even being like manipulative anymore because that like implies subtlety kind of. She's just like just overboard like she's just straight up like bullying Finn into getting her gifts. You got me. Well, this in in, in her defense, this gift uh, is not, like true. They're both in the wrong. She's because... manipulating to brainwashing. Exactly. Yeah. Like she she's not even manipulative anymore. She's just strictly brainwashing. But Finn is also in the wrong because he does get a list of everything she wants and then he still manages to get a terrible gift. Like I don't know what he was thinking. You got me a dead pig for Christmas? I don't know. It's not dead. Well, it's not, it's not dead yet. At first. <laughs> I'm a vegan. <laughs> He's like, she's like, I made you a list so that you would not embarrass yourself like this. You know, all I want is my fair share. It's Christmas yeah, time. Everybody gets doing? their gifts. Why would he think she would enjoy a dead what is pig? She, what is she giving him, though? Like, I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, she doesn't, I mean, she does say that she can make a list or he can make a list for her if, she, if he wants to. I believe she but, gets him an iPod. Yeah. Oh, she does get him that. I mean, that's, that's a nice gift. I think. I mean, I think. I think. I think earrings in an in an iPod are an equal exchange. No. Yeah, that's good. But if he if he doesn't have the money, that's one thing. Because if he doesn't, if he can't afford that right now, like she should be able to understand that, you know. And what she literally tells her, he's like, "That's kind of out of my price range." Oh yeah, I just think getting someone a dead pig is a slap in the face. Definitely, definitely. Especially she's. I mean, you know, she's vegan. Exactly, Matt. It's not dead yet. <laughs> that's true. That's my bad. 
<laughs> Gotta get it fat first. Look, it's very sweet that you gave me a pig. It's an African topic. Whatever it is, I I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Finn realizes that this isn't going as well as he would have hoped. He's gonna say, you know what? I guess I'll just give the pig to my mom. And Rachel's like, oh, that's a great idea. She'll love it. So Carol Hudson is going to uh, end up with this pig gift. So Rachel is gonna head over to the choir room and get Perform into this a horrible song. This horrible Ow. fucking. It's horrible. It's not horrible. I'm just being Oh my dramatic. god. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but uh it's like this generic ass pop Christmas song that obviously was with the sole intent of making it, you know, known that they that she can be merry, she can be, you know, bright. All is merry and bright for Rachel this holiday season and of course, already buys right into it. This is exactly what he wanted. And yeah. they both get a part. Well, I mean, Blaine already had a part. But, as far uh, as as far as Christmas songs go and original Glee songs go, I don't, I don't really mind this. Like it's, 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 it's a perfectly decent, uh, Christmas song. It gets stuck in my head when I hear it. It's a very merry, extra naughty, merry. <laughs> now it's going to be stuck in my head. Now it's going to be stuck in my head again. Larry, scary. I, look, Blaine and Rachel, Darren, Chris, and Leah Michelle, there's saying. a reason they sing together often. There's a reason they went on tour together. Their Christmas voices blend Carole. together very nice. I love hearing Leah Michelle sing. I love watching That's Darren Chris perform. Rachel you know, Perry. Even, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Britannia's even getting into it and dancing. It's fun. It's fun. We're all having a good time. Yeah, we had Rachel, Santana, Blaine, and, and Rachel out there. We ha- we love when all the gays get up and dance together. That's yeah, a great more. time. What more do you want? For uh, Barry. <laughs> for Barry, uh, well, Quinn's not really into it, but it's fine. Uh, Artie loved it. He was like, "This is exactly what I was talking about." So, at the very least, it satisfied Artie hey, Abrams. And who are we trying to satisfy if not Artie Abrams? Uh, do you want me to tell you? I'll tell you. Okay. So the uh, the lowest ranked song on the current Christmas episode yeah, was, sure. in fact, this one. <laughs> of course, it was. The, the, obviously. I feel like this is ranked low. Not by a whole lot, actually. Um, the one that came in above it was kind of close, but I'm going to hold off on the rest of the list until uh, maybe towards the end. But uh, yeah, Extraordinary Merry Christmas. Not the most beloved. And I think uh, that, you know, kind of... Perry. I really do. I like the idea of Extraordinary for Merry Christmas. Katy Perry. Mm. I love a- Yeah, I love that. Extraordinary that for Merry Christmas. That could have been a good uh, episode. Allergic to dairy. All right, oh I'm, God, I'm on. on. You're, you're going to have to... <laughs> Mariah Carey. There's truly a kick button on this call, and I'm so tempted. Um, what what else? But yeah, okay. So Sue's gonna come in here. Uh, we didn't talk about it earlier, but uh, we'll put it all together here. Earlier on in the episode, Sue is uh, bringing in. Uh, we had Kurt and Blaine and Artie came by Sue's office because Sue was gonna make this pitch to them. I really could use your guys' help. I want the Glee Club to come sing, perform, help me out with this. Uh, what I'm working on to you know help feed the homeless and uh, just give them you know an, a nice Christmas holiday festivity, whatever is the actual event that she's planning there. Uh, the Glee kids though are not really super into the idea. They're like, you literally ruined our Christmas last year. Uh, why would we help you? Sue does explain about how you know this is her first Christmas without her sister. So she's just trying to do anything she can to distract herself. So now she's going to come back in after this performance. I don't know why she would come in after this performance. She missed the best performance of the episode, but that's going to be on her. Um, And she's like, so are we on for Friday night? Like you guys are coming, right? And Artie tells her, yeah, no, we're not. Uh, We're going to do the Christmas special. Sorry. That's uh, a big opportunity for us. So we have to take it. And Sue was just completely shocked. 
Like she cannot believe that they're opting to be so selfish and walk away from people who have nothing. Uh, and the Glee kids are all standing in where, uh, exactly where, where they're uh, planting their feet there. Obviously not all of them. We know that Sam uh, and Quinn's also kind of like looking not the most into the way the rest of the kids are talking about it, but uh, yeah, they're, they're taking this opportunity. So sorry, Sue. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who this Sue is, but uh, I mean, this is a, this is a good opportunity for them, but you know, Artie becomes director and just you know is gonna immediately go on a power trip. He doesn't even pretend to feel bad that he's completely bailing on Sue, even though he agreed to have help out you know homeless kids for the holidays. He, I mean, you, you can at least pretend to like feel bad about it, but he is he is such a dick to Sue here. I mean, not really. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> point taken about how she has been a complete bitch to them for two years. That was- that's not this episode. That's that's last year or other previous episodes. This is already this is about the home children. He agreed to help out and now he's like, sorry, Look, Sue, I really don't care. I get it. I get it. You are you are hanging the hopes and hopes and dreams of these children in the balance, and I, I get it. So it's not completely it's not kosher. But there was a piece of me that was like, oh, tea. See, spill it already when she he was like, oh, like you've been for like the past two years. I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. What about what you? Know, what about that, Sue? I don't. I don't think. All right. I mean, I I didn't think Artie had to be that mean about it, but I it Sue has been a terrible person. Although it's not, a good not, thing that Mister Sue was you know busy behind the camera directing, or else he would <laughs> have to step in and be like, all right, guys, we can't do this. You have to go. You know, you have to go and sing to the kids. Which I don't know why because. We're going to see at the end of the episode that they're able to go afterwards. Yeah, I don't understand. Why couldn't they just make that the plan? (laughs) Why did they have to make it? Fuck the kids. Whatever. I'm just so curious how we ended up in this exact uh, mirror situation compared to last year, where last year, you know, the Glee kids were trying to get presents and help out the homeless kids and Sue was being the Grinch. And now it's just completely flipped on its head here. Uh, Was that intentional? Am I just realizing this? I had not realized it until you just said it, so. That's that's why we're doing this, right? Exactly. The fact that they wait, say that again. Last year, the Glee kids were helping the homeless kids, and Sue was being a Grinch, saying like "fuck the homeless kids, I'm going to steal all their presents." And now this year, Sue's like, "Let me help all the homeless kids," and the kids, uh, the Glee kids, are like, "Oh, they can just watch us on TV." And Sue's like, "They don't even have TVs." Rachel, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, Rachel was shady for that. Like, we're just going to distract them from the you know homelessness and scent of urine. For Christmas, we'll just, we'll just do it another night. They'll be homeless for a while. That's sort of the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like that. I left it. <laughs> it's time for the Christmas special. Uh, they're not, you know, not everybody's going to be there. We're, we'll get to Sam and Quinn later, but those who are participating in this holiday Christmas special, uh, this great opportunity that they're having, we're going to go over. We're going to get the announcer who introduces the lineup tonight. We've got Rachel, Finn, Puck, Kurt, Blaine, Mike, Tina, uh, Mercedes, Rory, and I love the uh, Brittany and Santana getting the special guests with special guests. <laughs> Santana Lopez, Brittany S. Pierce, and the Cheerios, uh, as they deserve there at that spot. Uh, the Glee Holiday Spectacular is directed by Artie Abrams, uh, brought to you by Breadsticks. Now with even more Breadsticks, and we're going to open up the show with Kurt and Blaine doing a Let It Snow cover. And uh, Matt, do you want to compare to this one? Compare and contrast. We got Let It Snow this time around, and uh, maybe it's cold outside last year. I'd love to. I, this is also fun. I guess I, I, I guess I am a tend to be a fan of uh of Kurt and Blaine duet Christmas songs but 
I, I just mentioned that I like watching Darren Chris perform, and we have Kurt and Blaine both doing some dancing here. Um, as far as comparing it to last year, not as into it. I think Baby It's Cold Outside is definitely better for me because it's just a I, I think it, overall it's just a better song and I think their their version of it was better than this but you know it, it's it's a nice nice little performance to start off the the Christmas special yeah it's uh it's cute uh Artie's vision at the very least Artie's vision was like a, a good concept uh it was like it's like this is exactly as like silly or mm-hmm. I don't know how to exactly describe it but uh, you know as like uh, as whatever it is as you expect it to be like it's supposed to be as like you know fake as they sound i guess Very you know, i can't think of it it definitely feels like i'm i'm watching an old christmas special or i don't know yeah. an old, just an old special of whatever it's very like yeah it's very like yeah it's it's uh 50s 60s carol burnett era judy garland era special mm-hmm. yeah with the kind of like almost made for kids where if i was like five years old watching this i would be like i i would feel like i'm genuinely being like brought into their house like when Mm -hmm. they talk to the audience like that yeah they They, they have the they have the breaking of the fourth wall they have the 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 laugh track or the live studio audience or whatever those sound effects are being pumped in it's just all everything you'd expect really i loved uh mercedes and rachel's reaction to like the audience being the fourth guest they like walking like <laughs> Rachel, like not- Kurt really thrived in this spot. Kurt really, uh, as as the the holiday host here, inviting everybody into his home that he shares with his best friend and holiday roommate, Blaine Anderson. Uh, I thought he, I thought that was a good spot for him. Yeah, it definitely was. They were they were all doing a good job with their you know the exaggerated way of talking or whatever. Just um, I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if they had a good time filming this or if they like hated it. I'm sure they had fun with it. Well, actually, did we, uh, we, we passed over uh, so the, the, a good reminder there. We passed over Extraordinary Merry Christmas without acknowledging. We might have talked about this the first time, but I feel like we didn't because I feel like the first time that we heard this uh, fact was when Allie came on for trivia with us. And she said, uh, the question was like, what song did Darren Chris notably like hate doing on the show? And it was Extraordinary Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. He like absolutely <laughs> hated it. Right. And he was like, it got stuck in my head. It was an awful song. He wasn't a fan. Well, so. it's it's just like it's it's the it's the chorus. That's why I was making fun of it. It's like, it's ugh. He fooled me. Well, I hope they enjoyed doing this because it seemed like it, it was a fun time. You know what? Let's just get Darren Chris on the phone uh, right now, and uh, let, let's ask him. Uh, hey, Darren, um, to rip this show a new uh yeah rachel and mercedes show up they uh they what is going on oh my goodness there's an audience this oh. is crazy rachel does not break eye contact with the camera as soon as she walks right. in yes they bring gifts they uh they they are here for dinner for treats uh just a very nice time at the hummel uh anderson household or maybe it's just the hummel household because blaine's just the roommate and uh no, and it's, friends it's, uh, it's definitely their home they just can't talk it? about it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh so yeah, they're they're all going to gather around here and uh they're not prepared, Rachel. Oh, we're we're so unprepared. Uh I don't know how we could do it, but they're gonna do a performance here of This is literally My the physical thing. embodiment of that vine that came out like a, a few Christmas like twenty thirteen, whenever Vine was still popping. And it's that girl that's like, oh, I don't like singing. I I can't sing. Like, why do you want me to sing? I don't want that's that's on tiktok a lot is that that's from vine 
That's a vine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like it's made a resurgence then on TikTok as of late because I've seen a lot of those. So there's yeah, that. Be- but yeah, we're going to get my favorite things, Rachel, Kurt, Blaine, and Mercedes, uh, which is not even on the Christmas album that they released for this year. Raindrops on roses and whispers. Um, but it was on the Wikipedia page for the last Christmas special. And warm woolen that is true, is. right? What's going on? Yes. And we were wondering why it was there because it wasn't in the episode. What? But now it's here in this episode, but apparently not on the album. This is a This is a tricky song. Yeah. Can't really track it down. I don't know what it was about this, but my favorite things was not one of my favorite songs, and really, neither, not I'm none of the songs. Oh, you're so distracting. <laughs> I, I, I'm distracted. I think what I'm trying to say is I think I like the not singing parts of this Christmas special more than I like the actual. Performance. I think that's what people say about our podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the fact that it's Christmas songs, but none of them really stand out to me. And I'm, I'm just, I, I have more fun when they're kind of just like riffing with each other and like talking like it's an old, an old sitcom or whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely I, like yeah, that part more. I, I like them both. Um, I like this song a lot. Um, really? Another, Raindrops another on roses and whiskers on kittens. Yeah, it, I, I just could not, I don't know. It seemed, it was, for whatever reason, it was just very annoying to me. I didn't really like it. <laughs> Well, it's another one of those things where it's like, is this really a Christmas song? Why is this? Why is That's true, Christmas yeah. Song? Um, but it's since sort of become a, a song for the holidays. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is like, a, you know, it's a Rodgers and Hammerstein's classic sound, sound of music. And uh, I think that Mercedes in particular sounds great. I love it when they have Amber Riley theme musical theater. It's just because her voice just sounds so good on it and it's because she's not a typical like she's not a rachel berry right like she's not gonna you know, mm-hmm. give you that broadway diva sound she still has a bit of that r&b influence but she knows how to manipulate her voice to make it a little bit more refined for the theater and when you just when you like put that put those two together it just sounds so good so i particularly enjoy mercedes a lot on this song. yeah the drama amps up it's uh, the snow is coming down. The the internet went out at one point. Kurt forgot to turn the oven on, so dinner is a complete bust. Uh, these kids are falling apart at the seams here, but uh, they're going to have some surprise visitors. They hear jingle bells. They think it's Santa Claus, but no, it's uh, Disney Plus's new animated uh, Star <laughs> Wars film. Uh, Finn Hudson and Noah Puckerman starring as. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, but not actually them. Any resemblance to Star Wars characters is purely coincidental. <laughs> I, I have to <laughs> say, truly, what is happening here? So, it sounds like you're really mad at this. I'm just so confused. This is this, this was Artie's first demand. He needed Star Wars, and this why? is the only Star Wars we're gonna get. Why? Watch movies, Matt. That's why it's lost. It's lost. Like the the reference is lost. It's hard. Listen, to there's explain. there's a, there's a great Star Wars movie that I'm just missing. I've never there's seen. A Star, there's a Star Wars Christmas special that is a awesome. legendary a legendary thing. Legendary. It's legendary. Yes. Why did I never watch it? Like like why was it never like growing up? Because Artie mentioned Artie mentions it, it. it locked away. Yeah. Yeah. Already in, mentioned in, in my episode, it was it was, my... it was shown it was shown once and then it got such like it was got like such like bad reviews kind of everyone kind of like laughed at it because it was so stupid that George Luch- Lucas kind of took it and like hid it away in a vault because he was so shamed of it so that no one would ever it's see it. Again. Like a cult classic, right? Now. It is, it is since like time. resurfaced. And it's a yeah, it's a cult classic, and people love it, including Artie. I think that at some point in my childhood, uh, some teacher would have put on the Star Wars Christmas special. And no, I mean, I the, seen it either. The, yeah, none of us have seen it. Me and Amon are. I mean, Amon's in, 
a big Star Wars fan. And oh, I'm a, I guess I misunderstood. Star Wars so I'm still confused, but it's fine. Well, you're, hold saying, on. I just, I, you're saying that if you become <laughs> a whatever, like people are, are a, cult a cult classic. classic. What does that mean? It, uh, that it mean, means something that's, something that's like not very popular kind of, but has like a small subsection of people that are like really like hardcore into it and will like defend it to its death and are like very right. like hardcore fans of it. You guys are not that though, because you haven't right. seen it. Right. No, the, well, we're not, we're not cult classics. The, the, the special is a cult classic. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But I mean, you're not part of that group. Of we're not part of the cult. It that. We are not, no, we're not, I can't technically be part of the group because I haven't seen it. I'm just saying that I get the reference because I've heard so much about it because I'm steeped in the Star Wars culture. So I know what happens on it. I've just never seen it. Yes. I've heard, yeah, I've heard people like recap what happens on it. So I, I know the, the plot of it and the storyline and all the stupid stuff that happens in it, but I just want to say that the first time I watched this, Finn showing up with the lightsaber made me laugh harder than like almost anything else in the show up to that point. I mean, Artie mentioned that he wanted Star Wars, but it still it was so unexpected to me and it came out of nowhere. And Finn just comes in and is waving a lightsaber in what's supposed to be like this old timey Christmas special. And just the look of wonderment on his face as he's waving that thing around, it really got me. I was, I loved that part. Oh, you just know that fucking Finn is such a, a Luke Skywalker fan. Oh, like just, yeah, oh absolutely. I, I The first time I saw that, I literally cracked up. <laughs> Looking at it now, <laughs> it's like so flimsy. I had a lightsaber when I was a kid, and they were pretty tempting to buy in Disney. Oh, I had they, so many. I had, I had, fucking, I had Yodas. Mm -hmm. I had, I think I had, no, I didn't have Obi-Wan's. I think I had Anakin's, and then I had Darth Vader's. Ooh, me and my uh, me and my roommates had them in college, and we would uh, have some lightsaber battles sometimes. I have well, one now. Like, well, I bought one because because of my Halloween costume, but it it doesn't belong to anyone. It's like a generic one. But I don't. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any like I don't have any like the really high high quality ones that actually belong to actual. Right. Characters. I have to get on that. I am a big fan of uh, Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. That's my favorite uh, one. That was the best thing he could have ever done to that Absolutely. series. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be in your little fucking movie, George, but I need my <laughs> lightsaber to stand the fuck out. I need to have a purple lightsaber, and it's got to be the only purple lightsaber in the movie. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Star Wars and Mr. Star Wars, uh, what did you think of the uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo performance of Santa Claus is Coming to Town? It was fun. I tend you know? to like the Jackson 5 or the Mariah Carey version better, but this is fun. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it's a decent performance. It's nice and upbeat, which is you know a problem that some of the earlier performances were having. Uh, always a good time when Finn's on the drums, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just it, I mean, it's fine for what it is, but because of the fact that it's you know just another Christmas song, it's not never gonna really like stand yeah. out. And a reminder, if you uh, want to check out this song on the album, you'll also hear Mr. Joe Hart. Uh, Samuel Larson was also on this song uh, on the album version, but not on the episode version because he doesn't oh exist. God, does he get like a full verse? I'm not sure, but report back next week. Let us know. Um, but they're going to do that. And then the doorbell rings again. The Cheerios emerge. Brittany, uh, Tina's also with them, which is a lot of fun to see Tina with the Cheerios. And we get what Aman and I both picked the first time through as our favorite song of the episode. Uh, Brittany doing the song that you've heard on every commercial around the holiday times ever, uh, Christmas Rapping yes i i stand correctly i just said that because these songs are christmas songs none of them are going to stand out but this one definitely does stand out to me i mean 
any anything with like Britney as the lead here, it's, it's exactly what this special needed. It's mm-hmm. I wish it was like a a longer performance. Like it's very short. Like I feel like it gets cut short kind of. But I loved every second of it that it was on the screen. Yes, it's so fun. Nah, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's very fun. It's been a busy Blair. Don't think I have the energy to add to already my mad rush just because this is the season. The perfect gift for me. Oh, I love this so much. Amon knows the words to a lot of songs. A lot of songs that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if Rachel could go back in time, she would have like locked the door to not let the Cheerios come in and like steal her spotlight. Because like she was like, you know, living it up. Mercedes, all of them were like being the stars of the show. And then the Cheerios come in and just completely dominate. Oh, they yeah, they steal the show. They, this is where all the focus is now. And Britney's standing directly in front of Rachel. Like you God, can I still see Mercedes, but I love Britney so much. <laughs> this was uh, going through it again. I did maybe start to like some of the other performances a little bit better, uh, you know, than I did maybe the first time through or the second time, whatever time that was my rewatch. Uh, but I still stand by. Christmas wrapping was the most fun. So. That's that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rory is going to show up. Itchy the Holiday Elf is here, and he's supposed to be reading from Frosty the Snowman, which Rachel is going to implore that he follows through with because that was the plan. But Rory's going to decide to do something of his own and read something else, which I remember the first time I was confused about. And the second time here, I'm still confused about it because I don't know what this is. Okay, good. Because I'm also confused. When this happened, I was like, what it's is this ending? Like, that I would just never. What understand. is going? What is going on right now? I did not understand the ending, or if it was a reference to something like at all. I'm trying to figure it out as I'm looking at what he's saying. And everywhere in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. This is definitely so from this the was apparently uh, from. It was a reference to a Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm reading off the Glee Wiki page. Uh, Rory reads the same verses of the King James Bible. Uh, do I do I read the passage part, Luke? I don't even know how to read this because I'm stupid, but um, whatever. So Luke chapter yeah, something or something. Two, eight, 14. I, st- I don't know what, how do you, I don't know how to say this stuff. <laughs> okay. This is not uh, going to become a religion podcast. Anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we just like lit the candles last night for Hanukkah and my grandpa did the, uh, the whole uh, Baruch Atzad and I am like, yeah, okay. Uh, I can, I can do that, but <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> if it's, there, are there, I think there might be two books of Luke. So if it's it's probably Luke book two, chapter something, verse whatever. Um, happy Hanukkah, everybody. It is, uh, it is Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> was yesterday, uh, yesterday was the first night? I'm, I'm no biblical, biblical expert either. I just That's just one thing that I do remember from Sunday school. <laughs> yes, uh, Matt, Hanukkah started last night as of uh, this recording today. If uh, people are listening to this, it's probably like the second, third, maybe fourth night. Uh, no, not the second. At least the third or fourth night. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, go listen to the season four uh, episode. We should have we should have timed this a little bit better. But Hanukkah will be over by the time that we get to the Hanukkah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm glad we went on this detour that uh, there's no recovering from, but it's fine. Uh, Rory does all that. Apparently, it uh, inspires everybody because now we're going to cut over to the homeless shelter where Quinn and Sam are currently at. The two of them are talking about, uh, you know, themselves a little bit. Quinn talking about how she's trying to focus on the good in her life, and Sam is happy for her. She's like, You deserve good things. So I'm, I'm happy that you turned things around this year. Uh, you, from where she was at uh, the skanks of it all. Uh, and if only they knew where 
she was going. But uh, Sue is going to be there with them as well. The New Directions show up late, hoping that there is still time to help. They brought the turkey that was there from the holiday special. Uh, they brought a tree. Will and Emma are both there as well. Finn's like, you know what? We're, we're all here now. Rory helped us see the light. And now we want to help all the homeless kids just like we did last year before we got selfish because there was a Christmas special offered to us. And uh, they're going to give a performance. Do they know it's Christmas to close things out here where all of the new directions get in on this? Uh, but in particular, Naya Rivera sounding incredible there towards the end. Uh, but not uh, it wasn't just her. Leah sounded great uh, in the beginning of it. Uh, Amber Riley uh, getting in on there, uh, Finn Hudson. <laughs> Why am I? I'm switching back Corey and forth Monty. between real and fake names. Corey uh, Hudson, Rachel Michelle, yes, Amber <laughs> Joe. Uh, Heather Pierce, yes. Um, but uh, sure, uh, we're all happy Christmas, yay, Rory, awesome, singing, fun. So I mean, I guess I, I guess this kind of like finally like starts to like make sense to me is that like Rory decided since he because he still kind of felt bad about not necessarily ditching Sam, but not going with Sam to the homeless thing. He was like, well, you know what? Let me try and inject a bit of like some true Christmas meaning to remind us all like, yeah, we got to do this really cool thing on TV or whatever, which I'm kind of surprised that he was able to like get a contract to be able to work on TV in the U.S. since he's only there on like a student visa, but what is right. Um, so yeah, like just remember what the true meaning of the holiday is. And that is what ultimately is going to inspire all of them to come back and, you know, Help out. Yeah, I mean, if they had time to do both, might as well. Might as well, right? <laughs> I don't know where they got that big ass turkey that already got because that had to take some time to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, Emma's in this scene too. I completely missed her the first time. Who are you talking about? Emma, I completely missed that she was like uh, in this scene. Yeah. I stand by my gold star for Rory. He was uh, definitely one of the bright spots here, even if I didn't really understand what was going on at the end of the special, uh, it seemed like he was the positive light all throughout here. Uh, we're going to see more with him in just a bit, but we first have to go back to the school uh, to see Rachel and Finn uh, close out the Rachel selfishly wanting a million presents storyline. Uh, Rachel, uh, Aman, let me turn to you again for all the Rachel and Finn updates. Uh, Rachel is going to get Finn uh, his own present as well and back and forth here. Yeah, so she actually is, like, really, really excited about the pig. She, like, gives it, like, a, a little sash and a bow and everything. It's like, look, like, I love you and I love the pig and that's all that really matters. But Finn is like, well, um, I'm glad that you like Barbara, but I did actually go ahead and get you your blingity bling bling. So he gives her the um, the earrings and he also gave her a star and named it after himself which at first i was like that's kind of weird well, i thought you were gonna give it after her but um uh but no what he comes up with is like actually really nice he's like i just wanted it to name after me so that that way whenever you know i'm not always with you you can always look up and see that i'm looking down on you um and all that jazz so but she's not able to accept all of it because this is like just too much um and so they're gonna go ahead and give their time to another good cause and that good cause is sam and rory Hanging out downtown, ringing bells for the Salvation Army. Yeah, they uh, they find the boys on the street that are just not on the street. That sounds uh, strange. Yeah, they're just on the street. Whatever. They, they are on the street. Um, and they are, you know, standing by, ringing the bell, collecting donations, and uh, just kind of talking about, uh, you know, Rory and Sam closing out their story in this episode, closing out their friendship, you could say as well. <laughs> Uh, this is the last time the, that the end, the end of an era, really. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I think they do sing together uh, at prom. 
maybe, and maybe some other time along the way, like in one of those boys group numbers. But other than that, Rory even opens himself up for another another episode potential when he says, "Can you be my Valentine's Day sponsor?" Also, and then we never mm-hmm. see that happen. Yeah, uh, we we do see you know a lot of uh, Rory around Valentine's Day with you know sugar. So I guess maybe we're just led to believe that Sam is the one coaching him through all that. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, so Finn and Rachel come by. They are going to join in on the uh, the the bell ringing. And uh, I'm surprised they're not singing as they, you know, close out the shot here. Some kind of like Christmas carol. Uh, but they sold all the money. All uh, they sorry. They sold exact same set as the ending of the Christmas five special when they're singing in the uh, storefront. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same. Maybe. set. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, they sold the earrings. They sold the iPod that she bought Finn. And now they have all this money that they're just going to stick inside the donation bin, which truly does look like they robbed a bank or did some drug deals on the side. But uh, that's not the case. So Rachel making her last minute attempt to not be the worst person of the episode. Yes. And she will also do her last minute attempt to remind everyone she's Jewish by saying happy Hanukkah at the end. <laughs> the, the only mention of her being Jewish all episode. Really. There you go. And I mean, I, I like I like this ending. I think it, it's a nice, you know, feel good ending to the story. But as we mentioned, you know, at the top of the of the episode, it just suffers from not having enough time to really go through any of these stories. So Rachel kind of just like changes her mind just out of nowhere and decides that she actually doesn't really care about gifts anymore and just wants to be a good person. I guess the, the, the special she was in really opened her eyes somehow mm-hmm. or singing to singing to the homeless kids, which I also really like. I, I like thought that was heartwarming where they're singing to all the kids that was that was very adorable so i i uh as much as the the storylines seem to suffer and don't really have a middle to them i i did like the nice heartwarming ending me as well we should pick out in the spirit of christmas uh pick out our least favorite things and pick out our least favorite songs so aman can you remind us of the song selection that we have here in this episode all right we got all i want for christmas is you mercedes and the glee club blue christmas rory river rachel extraordinary merry christmas rachel and blaine let it snow blaine and kurt my favorite things blaine kurt rachel mercedes uh santa claus is coming to town uh finn and puck christmas wrapping Brittany and the cheerios do they know it's christmas new direction so also on the album for this Christmas, uh, th- this Christmas album that got released, it had all of these songs that you just mentioned without my favorite things that was not on there. Uh, but also Santa Baby performed by Naya Rivera is on the album. Christmas Eve with You, another Glee original uh, was done by Jama Mays and Matt Morrison. So that is also on the album. Little Drummer Boy performed by Kevin McHale. And uh, Do You Hear What I Hear, which is performed by Alex Newell and Lindsay Pierce, who are both going to be oh. in this season in one way or another, but uh, not here just yet. Uh, well, no, actually, no, Harmony already was, and she makes a second appearance at some point. Uh, Alex Newell, obviously, about to be on the way for uh, a more permanent kind of fixture. But yeah, some uh, I listened to all three or four, whatever it was, of those songs uh, before we got on here and uh, enjoyed them. Nothing spectacular um santa baby was uh probably my favorite there from naya deleted scene such a set i was i liked that scene between the two of them between the two of who uh uh, because that was was that was the deleted scene between uh when rachel uh when santana and finn go to the mall together and he's asking her for advice on what to buy rachel in the oh it would have been nice to have that context have we ever talked about that before because that doesn't sound familiar 
I felt like I thought we talked about this before. Yeah, if you look, if you go on YouTube and you search "Santa Baby Deleted Scene Santana," it's them in the mall. I don't think I've ever seen this. It's not ringing any Christmas bells, but I'll go look for it. It's a lot of fun. She like you know like seduces all of the people in the jewelry store to get a lower price for Finn, and that's how we ended up being. That does sound fun. That's how we was able to get oh. the, uh, the the earrings. Okay. I know that this episode had a deleted scene with the whole Blaine and Kurt thing where he gave uh kurt the promise ring and they cut that out and we never saw it but that that's on youtube but uh i didn't i don't think i've seen the the santana and finn one but i will go watch it uh but least favorite songs from this episode amon you go first this time you uh went last last time um my least favorite i mean uh, uh, the obvious obviously is extraordinary Merry christmas if i had to do something a little less obvious i'd probably go for river just because I don't, it doesn't really resonate that much with me. This performance of it, um, but yeah, definitely extraordinary. Merry Christmas! I was waiting. I was waiting for it. Merry. <laughs> so I guess there was an obvious pick there. Um, I am not gonna go with that pick. I, I'm agreeing with Matt. What he was saying earlier, it was uh, not as bad as I think people maybe make it out to be. Maybe its reputation is. Uh, I kind of enjoyed listening to it, especially this time around. Uh, these two just sound great together. So I'm going to end up giving it to the sad song or one of the sad songs. Uh, I, I'm sorry to Rory, but Blue Christmas is going to be my pick. Uh, River is definitely an option as well, but I don't know. Leah sounds really good on that. And I feel like I don't mind hurting her. Wow. Hurting Damien McGinty's feelings. Uh, so that's going to be my pick. <laughs> I don't care about hurting Michelle's feeling either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. These are, these are the exact same set. Here, I'll send you guys some pictures on YouTube or uh, Twitter. Okay, send it to me on my YouTube message. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? All right. Um, there was actually a few songs that were in contention for my least favorite, and none of them were Extraordinary Merry Christmas, even though apparently everyone hates this song, including Darren Chris. But we are going to be in agreement again because i chose blue christmas I, honestly this may be the most boring song of all time like i said <laughs> i nearly fell asleep watching it there's just nothing going on like i said uh with uh there, there's a way you can make a, a sad song like interesting or like exciting to watch but rory is just awkwardly standing there singing not doing anything he sounded fine but like not good enough to warrant wasting my time with it it was downright depressing and it was my least favorite song of the episode yeah well, glad we agree yet again, and uh, we'll see if that trend continues. Uh, let me pull up the list here of the songs ranked uh, by by the audience, by Aman and I, the uh, overall list from this episode. At the bottom, as I mentioned, we have Extraordinary Merry Christmas, followed pretty not too far uh, behind, or sorry, far ahead, uh, is Rachel's cover of River, just kind of not the most memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Blue Christmas right above it. So uh, this is all making sense to me. Uh, Above that at number, what is it? Number six, Santa Claus is coming to town with Finn and Puck. Above that, do they know it's Christmas? Oh my God. Uh, The new directions there at the end. Number four is Christmas wrapping. What? I know. Number four is Britney's Christmas wrapping. Uh, number three is Let It Snow, Kurt and Blaine. Number two, My Favorite Things. How did they get that right high? That's insane. That's terrible. I don't know. I blame them on uh, that high. number one is Mercedes at the beginning of the episode. All I want for Christmas is you. Okay. I could, I could be happy with that, but my favorite thing mm-hmm. is too high at number two. Let's I see. You want to look at the audience. Oh, the audience. I don't even want to talk about this. The audience <laughs> had Christmas wrapping down at number six. Oh my God. What are they doing? I was probably just, it was probably just too short for them. Yeah. My favorite things was, was below that. They had it at number seven. Okay. So yeah, Amon right. definitely must have given us a boost. I don't think I did. 
right, well, at least we mm-hmm. saw. At least we saw that mystery. Favorite things was number seven. Yeah. Wow. I mean, to be fair, and like to add this in, this wasn't all of these songs ranked up against each other. Right, it was right. ranked for each person's individual catalog. So okay. you know, it was like you know, uh, this is the whatever you know, uh, comparing it to like the other Britney songs or the other Rachel songs. So gotcha. that is how you know things lined up. But just uh, still giving the information anyway. Over through uh, through two episodes so far, the favorite top song is Mercedes. All I want for Christmas is you, followed by Last Christmas from season two. And the worst song is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and followed by Extraordinary Merry Christmas. All right. So there's that. Uh, let's pick. Uh, well, actually, let's revisit our slushy ratings. Um, Aman, you gave this uh, episode two slushies last time. I gave it three. Uh, while we think about where we would go with that, Matt, what do you think you would give this episode? So I think I came into this being very high on it. And I still think that it's definitely better than last season's episode. But it, the, the big question is, because I love the special within the show, but how much do I weight it against the rec- rest of the episode when I'm factoring in what, how many slushies to give it? Uh, because like I said, the rest of it doesn't have a lot going on. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. They don't have enough time to like really go into the stories. Um, there's some decent performances and some not so great performances. But, you know, the special was just, it was very bold and different. And the fact that Glee was an established show at that point allowed them to, to go for something. And I, I really do like that. I like the heartwarming ending, you know, with the kids and, uh, with Sam and Rory and all that stuff. I'd, I'd gladly watch it again. So because of all that, I will give it, mm, I'll go 1.5 slushies. Wait, I think I, m- I must have misheard you. I thought you were saying you thought the so you like the this episode better than the second one. Yes, this is definitely better okay. than last season's for me. Okay, I, I heard that backwards. I was like, that's not making sense with the rating you gave. I hope uh, I didn't last week. I hope I didn't say it backwards, but I no 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 no. You you, you probably said it right, and I was right. paying attention. Enough. One and a half slushies. Uh, final answer. All right, you gave the last one two and a half. This one you gave one and a half. So yes, um, I'm gonna stick with. Uh, the way that I was feeling about it, that I feel like the second one, uh, second season is currently for me better than this one. Uh, just the Brittany of it all, the Brittany, you know, and Santa was just, you know, it was, it was silly, but it was what you expect. Sue the Grinch still, you know, silly, but again, what you would expect out of the first Everglee Christmas episode. Um, the Rachel and Finn stuff there was not anything that I needed, but the last Christmas performance uh, I did enjoy. This one, they were just trying to do a whole lot. And while I did enjoy it, I thought it was cute. I still think I would have taken the second season's one over this one. Uh, I gave that episode a two, the uh, season two episode. And this one, I gave a three. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the three. Just Ooh. overall, like I know sounds a little tough but uh just like looking back at all of it it's I, I like what they were going for and uh i wish that it had been the whole episode or more of the episode mm-hmm. or if it wasn't going to be cut back i think I, I must have said this at the time cut back and forth like show us the christmas special and then show us sam and quinn and then show us you know rory and then show us what's going on with sue like it just felt a little bit lazy like they could have taken this and used what they had you know what they had already written but broken it up a little bit more to make you more invested as you went along long so i will stick with my three. Oh, what about uh, finn, on... what about finn with the lightsaber <laughs> yeah that really yeah. <laughs> really hard to to not factor that in. i think i'm gonna stick with my with my rating um because i bumped up season twos to two stars at this point 
and I think I'm going to keep my two stars for this one so that I can maintain my fancy fence return about how I feel about <laughs> both of these. Because I don't know, maybe 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 Star Wars has something to do with it, Matt. Maybe the fact that we are getting showered in so much Star Wars content, maybe that's making me feel a little bit more uh, lenient with this episode. But I I I did enjoy. I mean, I'm always going to enjoy the Christmas episodes because they're Christmas and it's Glee. But I definitely feel a a lot better about it than I did the last time. So I'll keep it at two. Wow, I'm the highest on this episode. You certainly are. Uh, so there's that. There's our slushy ratings. And uh, of course, we got to give out a shoe star before we get out of here. The worst person of the episode is going to get the shoe star from us. And I'll go first on this one. I don't think I've gone first yet. Uh, and I'm not changing my mind on this. Rachel, you've escaped the shoe star from me for uh, three episodes or two episodes now. And it's not happening again. Uh, just the the way that she presented that list and demanding Finn to get her gifts. And look, I get that, Matt, you were saying this might be a better way for people to go about, you know, telling you what you want for Christmas. But no. Just, just no. Rachel, take the star. And uh, that's that. Matt, what do you have? All right. So Rachel does seem like an obvious choice. But, you know, like Sue last season, and I, you gave Sue the star last, last, uh, for last season's episode, but I did not. Much like Sue last, in the last episode, she comes around by the end, you know? And I just gave her the shoe star last week. And, you know, I kind of want to spread the hatred around, you know, and it's the season. So I will gladly give my shoe star to... Artie, because uh, as soon as he gets a little bit of power, he turns into that, you know, arrogant, pompous loser that we know he's capable of being. Um, he did put on a great Christmas special, but uh, he, he was kind of on a little bit of a power trip in the process. And as I mentioned earlier, he completely bails on Sue and completely bails on the homeless kids and doesn't even pretend like he feels bad for it. So, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't even seem like he was going to tell Sue that they were bailing until Sue came in and asked. So I don't know what would have happened if she didn't ask him. So, uh, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a selfish move on his part, and he's going to suffer with a shoe star because of it. <laughs> I can't argue. Uh, he definitely, this is uh, the, you know, Artie was uh, heavily contested. Let me ask you, uh, did you, uh, I'm sure you did listen to the, uh, the podcast that we did, uh, putting everybody in Hogwarts houses, right? Yes. Do you remember your thoughts on Artie, where he fell? Uh, he was ultimately a Slytherin. Did you? Interesting. I don't potentially agree. Disagree. I, maybe. I don't know. I haven't. I don't remember. You guys. Did you guys like all agree on him as Slytherin or was? Do you remember? I think it was pretty split. Um, I think that I don't remember exactly who, but I know that not everybody was down for him being Slytherin. I think it was. Uh, you know, he's he's a, a character that goes through a couple different phases. Yeah, but, he's yeah, hard to place, but I, Slytherin isn't isn't terrible. I could I could see Slytherin. Just feel like some of the, uh, the the qualities that he exudes in an episode like this kind of lead you in that direction. Yeah. Uh, not all Slytherins are bad, though, so we're going <laughs> to continue to make sure that's clear. Um, anyway, all right. That aside, uh, Aman, what are you thinking? Hmm. I mean, it's hard not to choose anybody other than, uh, than Rachel here because she is a bit insufferable. But I think there's a strong case for Artie as well. I get it. So... Uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll agree with you, Matt, and I'll give it to Artie because I think. All right. Um, you many times in this episode you've talked to Matt, and I <laughs> think both of us are just continuing to be like, "Oh, well, that's not to me." <laughs> You're like, I think I told you uh, the other day, Matt, and I was like, "Me or?" <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and give it to Artie because he was a bit too smug to turn turn those homeless kids down but so were the other kids you know it wasn't just Artie. they all agreed to be in it they were all like fuck them kids so yeah but he was the most annoying about it 
That's true. So, all right. Sounds good. Already getting two shoe stars here. I, I mean, it's about time. Good for uh, Rachel. Uh, she, with her, between her, uh, this episode and last season's episode, only coming away with two stars between the, the three of us is pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, have to imagine that that will continue to rise over time. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, she was not getting away from me this time. No chance. Uh, <laughs> I Like the, the first scene of the episode when, when all of that was going down, I was like, there's no way this gets better enough to the point where <laughs> she gets away from my star again this time. So it did not. Uh, but I do see the Artie case. But that's all that I have here for today. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts from you on season three Christmas? No, not really. We covered everything. Um, I am a I I am a fan of this episode, and I'll leave it at that. All right, Amon. You can follow us on Choir Room or at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I'm at Amon Adwin. Matt is at Matt Logori. Matt, where can people find you? You can always find me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. All right. Uh, make sure that you're leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We'll read them aloud on the show. Did you say that we had emails, Matt? We did not. Uh, I had an email from YouTube, so that just you know filtered its way into that catalog. But I do have a plug. Um, if you, I, I meant to say this on the recent character study, maybe I'll say it on the next one. But uh, if you happen to be a fan of reality TV, happen to be a fan of the challenge, uh, you can check me out doing uh, podcasts about the current season of the challenge over on the Dom and Colin podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you are not a fan of reality TV or of the challenge, you should become a fan of both of those things. And then you'll get to hear uh, coverage of that show from myself and uh, previous guest on this podcast, two-time guest, I believe, uh, Brian Scally. So if you have any interest uh, in that, Dom and Colin podcast. Check that out. Uh, Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race will be back in a couple of weeks. And Aman, uh, that's what he covers on the side. So uh, that's on the reality TV wrap ups over on uh, the Rob as a podcast network. So if you are looking for more of us outside of the Glee content that we have going on, feel free to check us out there. Um, Matt, I believe you did. You, what did you say that you were doing? Uh, I will be on uh, the bitter journey. Bitter yes, I as I will be recording that tomorrow, and it will be released on Monday. So, if anyone is a fan of Avatar: The Last Airbender or me, and specifically the episode, uh, geez, the <laughs> I can't even remember what the episode's called, but it's a it's a classic. So, shame on me for not being able to think of the episode title in the moment. But uh, season one, a, two, season two, the something of Ba Sing Se. It's the yeah, Tales of Bossy. The Tales, that's what it was. I could not think of the word Tales. Yes, thank you. Season 2, Episode 15, The Tales of Bossing Say. I will be on the Bitter Jurors, Jurors podcast with our good friends, Sam and Derek. All right, so there's where you can find us, and that's all we have for real this time, I promise. All righty then. Well, until next time, guys, stay merry, and we'll see you later. Bye.